Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Welcome to Come to Your Senses, the School of Sensual Living podcast. I'm your host, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through pleasure, mindfulness, embodiment, femininity, beauty, art, and of course, everyday sensuality. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So I wonder if you, like me, have seen an abundance of advertisements lately for the wonder of marketing that is pumpkin spice. (laughs) It's the 1st of September, and so any company that offers a pumpkin spice anything is trying to get in on the madness. And as I was pumping gas today, looking at numerous ads for pumpkin spice flavored things that they had inside the gas station, it occurred to me that the reason we love pumpkin spice so much, it really has very little to do with pumpkin spice itself. The reason we love it is because they take it away. And we can only have it at this one time of year. And it inspired me to create an entire podcast for you around the art of anticipation. So for so many of us, desire can be a form of suffering, not because of the wanting itself, but because of the suffering that gets created when we want and don't yet have. And so in today's episode of the podcast, I am going to teach you how to artfully anticipate. I'm going to teach you about the three phases of every desire. And I'm going to teach you about how to actually enjoy not having what you want as much as, or even more in some cases, than having what you want. So without further ado, we're going to dive right in. But before we do, I want to take a moment to pause and celebrate with some community gratitude. So this is the ninth episode of the Come to Your Senses podcast. And after literally years of anticipation, I can't tell you how satisfying it is to have it out in the world 
and to have it met by reviews like this one from Lily's Garden, who says, Mary is the best and has a voice like velvet. Mary has a way of making sensuality and self-care doable, but not just another thing on the to-do list. She makes you remember a better life is one breath away and doesn't require anything more than attention. Thank you, Mary, for offering your beautiful wisdom to the world in this challenging year. And if you haven't worked with her before, do start by listening to this silky chocolate truffle of a podcast. Woo! Lee Lee! Thank you so much for your generous and sensuous review. It always tickles me pink that these episodes are not just helpful and practical, but also offer you a somatic experience of that energy of everyday sensuality. So thank you, Lili, for your generous review. And if you enjoy the Come to Your Senses podcast, if you find my voice to be like velvet softly brushing against your eardrums, I would so love to be connected to you. Head over to schoolofsensualliving.com slash review, where you'll find short instructions to leave a review on iTunes or anywhere you get your podcasts. The Art of Anticipation. So today... In this episode, I'm actually going to be debuting a very special new addition to these podcast episodes, and I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. I want you to enjoy the anticipation of a surprise coming your way, hand curated just for you at the end of this episode. And notice as I share that with you. Do any feelings or sensations occur in your body? Is there the tickle of excitement in your belly? Is there a warm bloom of wonder and delight spreading across your chest? And these are just two examples of what can happen when we slow down to savor the experience of anticipation. So at the start of the podcast, I talked a little bit about how for so many people and in so many structures, desire is a form of suffering. And the truth is, as human beings, we have such a gift of imagination. It's like inside our mind is this wondrous kaleidoscope that projects whatever we put in front of it. And we can use that kaleidoscope to torture ourselves with what not having what we want in the moment means about us. Or we can use that kaleidoscope to deliver pleasure and excitement and joy and satisfaction with the present moment when we accept this phase of anticipation to be just another flavor of your desire's attainment. So one of the branches of sensual living is 
this concept called sacred seduction, which was really the crux of my work for several years when I used to go by the burlesque persona Kitty Cavalier, wrote a whole book about it, had a whole body of work around it. And it's based on this idea that seduction is more than a game between lovers. Seduction is a way in which you can live your life. It's a way in which you can relate to that which is greater than you, the great seduction of life itself. And in every seduction, there are three phases. There is first, anticipation. Second, culmination. And third, afterglow. So let's say you desire a big juicy cheeseburger with sweet potato fries. There is the thought of, ooh, I want that. And the squeezing and contracting in your belly. And the maybe driving to the grocery store or driving to the restaurant to get it. Feeling that anticipation. Then there's the culmination when the burger meets your lips. And then there's the afterglow, which is that sweet, delicious sensation of a full belly afterwards. And for so many of us, and in this world, the way our world is structured is really, we are in a climax-driven culture. And so we just jump from climax to climax to climax to climax, not taking any time to dwell inside the valley of satisfaction that lives in those dips of anticipation and afterglow before and after a culmination. And so today, what I want to share with you are five ways that you can amplify your enjoyment of this natural phase of desire so that not having what you want feels less like a way to torture yourself and more like a way to enjoy the unfolding of your life and your dreams like a big fat blue velvet ribbon tumbling out of a wooden spool. So jewel number one in enjoying anticipation is to take a moment to feel the pleasure of wanting. So the next time you pick up a fork to take a bite of food, I want you to take a beat to feel yourself salivate and to feel your belly reach. The next time you hear your phone ding with a text, I want you to take a beat to imagine who might be wanting to get in touch with me. Who has a message that they want to deliver to me? Take a moment to feel and experience and savor that sensation of wanting. In the movie Dangerous Beauty, when Paolo Franco is teaching her daughter Veronica how to become a courtesan, one of the things she tells her about is the importance of wanting and desire in her craft. And she uses the quote, it is the wanting that keeps us alive. And it's really common when we think about the sensation of wanting to apply our own negativity bias and only focus on what feels bad about it, the longing in your heart, the ache of there being a space in your life that you desperately want filled that still remains empty after all this time. 
And I want to invite you to think about something that you want, maybe one of your big dreams. And I want you to just imagine and feel if there are any sensations of pleasure waiting for you underneath the fear. So if we were to just, even for a second, sweep away the fear that you're not going to get what you want and zero in on the beauty of wanting in the first place? Are there any pleasurable sensations waiting there for you? And if and when you discover them, it might take a little fine tuning, it might take a little practice. You might want to start really small, maybe not with one of your big dreams, but your desire for a rose cream truffle at the end of the day. Once you notice that sensation, hang with it for a moment. Allow it to invade your senses because locating that pleasurable sensation of wanting is like finding the very first breadcrumb on the trail to all of your dreams and desires being met. Jewel number two is the pleasure of preparation. So as I shared at the recording of this podcast at this time, we are just beginning to see the brown crispness of fall edge and border the leaves on the trees on where I am in the world. And there's this quickening in the air that autumn is coming. It's still 100 degrees where I am in South Carolina at this moment. But there's this awareness that autumn is coming. And one of my friends, Zandra Robinson Burns, who is the host of the Art Life podcast and the founder of Heroin Training, Zandra is one of my style muses. She is a charmed minimalist. (laughs) She's a total minimalist. She once showed up at a retreat in Italy with only a duffel bag, like a very tiny duffel bag that you could wear on your back because she has refined the art of collecting only what she loves. And that's one of her values. And so when she adds something new to her wardrobe, she does not do it impulsively. She does not do it flippantly. And one time she was telling me about the seduction of her fall jacket and how she started imagining it months in advance. And she would take notes and she would have style inspirations. I think she may have kept a Pinterest board of different options, different inspirations. And so as we are anticipating the fall season, a really fun way to amplify your enjoyment of its anticipation is to start planning what kind of autumn do you want to have? I know for myself, I am dreaming about a beautiful wool cloche hat and a pair of brightly colored pleather gloves, probably not leather, but pleather gloves. (laughs) I'm dreaming about cable knit tights and brown boots that go over my knee. And I love to wear a cape or a shawl, like a woolen cape or shawl in the fall with a hat and with fancy gloves. These are just tiny ways that we can take this experience of change You know, this year has brought with it a lot of change and planning for pleasure and anticipation 
is one of the ways that we can help navigate change and the grief of summer being over, ushering it in on the wings of delight. Number three is to use the gift of your imagination for your enjoyment. So I've, I've spoken on the podcast several times and even on this episode about negativity bias, which is this very natural aspect of our nervous system intelligence to always be roving for where danger is and what could possibly go wrong. So I'm in the process of buying my first home and I vacillate between utter excitement and delight and complete terror and panic. <laughs> and I know that my sweet little egoic brain, and egoic is just another word for protective, my sweet little egoic brain really wants to save me from pain. And so it displays images of all the different things that could go wrong. It's like a setting on the kaleidoscope. And how I've been helping and coaching myself through this is when I notice that happening, it creates a specific sensation in my body. And when I feel that sensation coming on board, because it often happens without my knowledge that my mind is going there, but my awareness practices around my body help me to see when my mind is going down an avenue I would prefer not to go down, is I pause and I say, oh, hello, hello, fear. Hello, anxiety. And I try to balance that negativity bias with just a few things that could go right. Like the joy of creating a pumpkin gourd display after the closing. Like this amazing new peel and stick wallpaper that I just found on Etsy that would make the most beautiful backdrop for, I'm, I'm planning on using the spare bedroom as a suite in which to film videos the possibility that my loan will go off without a hitch. Because if one thing is possible, then anything is possible. Number four is to build anticipation. So when I used to be a burlesque performer, I got a real education in how to build desire. Because, you know, anyone could go out on stage in a G-string and nipple tassels and it would be a good time for about 30 seconds but the essence of a strip tease is building the anticipation and the layers of removal of clothing and the symbolism of the exposure of the innocence of your wrist and if you can get someone excited to see your wrist then imagine what will happen with the rest of the performance and so a fun way to build anticipation is to perhaps have a night with your lover or your spouse or your partner where all you're permitted to do is kiss. Or perhaps you have a day where you seduce yourself if you don't currently have a lover or a partner or a spouse where you seduce yourself by planning a pleasure session at night and all day you thread in different experiences of pleasure like erotica that you read at lunchtime or keeping a feather in your desk to stroke and caress your neck and your collarbone. Perhaps you have planned a 
chocolate raspberry tort for yourself after dinner that evening. And so all day you take little breaks to go into the refrigerator and just take in a long, deep inhale of the aroma of that piece of cake, teasing and building and enjoying the artful anticipation. And finally, jewel number five is simply enjoying anticipation. There's a wonderful quote from Oscar Wilde that says, the very essence of romance is uncertainty. And what I love about that quote is that the absence of our desire can cause us so much pain and suffering. But let's be honest, that's what makes it so exciting. And that's what makes it so satisfying when your desire is met. Case in point, shamrock shakes. If you are a person who loves the minty, chocolatey taste of a shamrock shake at McDonald's that only comes around during St. Patrick's Day season, as I am, you know the pleasure and the enjoyment of the longing that you feel all year, and you know that you would not feel nearly the same amount of enjoyment if it was available to you at all times. And so I hope that listening to this episode has opened up a whole new channel of enjoyment that has been there under the surface all along, simply asking for your attention, which is the pleasure and joy awaiting you in artful anticipation. And I know that your heart has been pounding with excitement for the surprise that I announced at the start of the podcast. So without further ado, here it comes. So when I was a blogger, one of the most well-loved blogs that I would feature was a monthly edition of an article that I would call Swoon. And Swoon was a place where I would list between 9 and 12 It's kind of a random number, but it's because the photos displayed in threes, nine and 12 articles, foods, books, movies, resources, songs, pieces of lingerie, just things that were driving me wild with excitement at that time. And I thought it would be so fun to bring it back as a little finisher, a little glass of port at the end of the podcast. And so today's swoon is a book that I was first introduced to when I was at a villa in Tuscany, as you do. (laughs) I was teaching a seduction retreat, and in the library, there was an assortment of all sorts of books that belonged to the villa's owner. And one of them was this one particular book, all about one woman's journey of the adventure of getting married moving to Tuscany and being welcomed into an Italian family and all of the heritage and the beauty and the romance and seduction that a Tuscan lifestyle entails. And so this book is called Limoncello and Linen Water by Tessa Kiros. This book is so incredibly whimsical and has recipes, not just for delicious slow-cooked Tuscan meals, but recipes for the wisdom of the tradition of homemaking 
that's been carried down through generations of women in Italian families. What I love the most about this book is that it's heavy. It's not the kind of book that you would take on an airplane necessarily. It's the kind of book that you would pour yourself a delicious cup of coffee and place that cup on a saucer and read it on a Sunday morning. It's full color. Its pages are rich and it is just such a tempting, sensual delight. And so if you'd like to pick up a copy of your own, they are actually quite limited because the book is out of print, I believe. So head over to schoolofsensualliving.com slash book, and that will take you to a link that will help you track one down. It is an heirloom of a treasure. Enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will see you next time. For classes, coaching, and community in the art of sensual living, head over to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free video series on how to overcome anxiety and feel confident in almost any situation through artful, feminine body language. Head over to schoolofsensualliving.com slash confidence to get your immediate download today.